turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. And welcome to a very special episode of the show. Usually on the podcast, we look back on kid shows you feel like only you remember. Today, it not only is it our Halloween episode, Ooh. it is our second year anniversary episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in our first year, we decided to launch on Halloween, and that way it's always easy to remember when it is. Exactly. Uh, I'm happy we did that. <laughs> yeah, I am happy too. Not only was it fun, but it was very memorable. Um, mm. But yeah, welcome to a very special episode. Today we're going to be talking about a 45-minute special <laughs> Mr. Boogity from Disney. But before we get into that, we have our first segment of the show, What's New Scooby-Doo? Where we talk about any new shows, media, anything new we've been enjoying and liking. Mel, what's new Scooby-Doo with you? For a Halloween episode, I wanted to shout out some Halloween-adjacent YouTube channels that okay. I've been frequenting. One is called Wicked Makers, and they make props and Halloween decorations. Wicked. And they're these really fun, uh, really attainable tutorials on what they're doing. Like, it's just this cute couple who, like, makes things for their, like, suburban front yard. And okay. lately they've been on a series where they will get, like, a spirit Halloween animatronic. Like, spooky witch who rocks in a little rocking chair and, like, laughs at you. Spooky and witch who take... rocks. <laughs> they'll take that and they will upgrade it. Like, okay, we're going to take ah. this, like, chintzy dress off. We're going to put, like, pool noodles around her limbs so she looks like she's got actual body. We're going to go to Goodwill. We're going to get, like, kind of an eerie old dress. We're going to take some paint. We're going to dry brush it. We're going to age it. We're going to repaint her face. We're going to, like, give her a new hat. Like, they just make over all of these Halloween animatronics you see all over the place. And that maybe the, and these are, like, the $80 things. Like, these are things yeah. that look pretty cool to begin with. And they're like, no, we're going to take... Like a trip to Goodwill and stuff we have in our garage, and we're gonna make this thing three times as cool. That's great. Is this also the couple that does like little haunted houses and stuff? I'm I, not sure. I think I've seen a a couple that are also oh. on YouTube that do like little haunted houses for places. Do you mean like like dollhouse haunted houses? Maybe. What do you it, mean? What do you mean by little haunted houses? Well, you know what a large haunted house is. <laughs> I mean, like, is this like a? Oh, they do small scale walkthrough attractions. Are you talking yes. about they took a dollhouse and they painted it to look spooky? Because sometimes no. they will do that. No, but not, no, I don't. Not a thirty to one scale haunted house, like a <laughs> like a festival haunted house. I think that's what they do. I a friend um, recommended it to me like a couple years ago, and it stayed in my subscriptions. And I'm just like what is this channel? I don't remember anymore. So it oh, might be this. It might not be. It might be something else. Maybe. I also want to shout out Dead Meat. I've been watching a lot of Dead Meat lately. This is a channel that does kill counts for horror movies. Oh. And I would see them recommended to me all the time. And at first I didn't watch it because I thought that sounded a little garish. But what it actually is, is a recap of the entire movie with like behind the scenes facts. And this is where you've Ooh. seen that actor before. And this is where it fits in the director's filmography and in the larger horror genre. And it does count up every kill, but as 
just as a framework with which to recap the movie and to celebrate like the stunt performers and the special effects team. That's very fun. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's been a great resource when there's a movie I want to learn about, but I'm not sure if I want to put the time in to watch the whole thing. Yeah. Like I just want to know what the entire Halloween franchise is without watching anything, (laughs) without watching all like 10 of them. Like, okay, I've seen the original. I saw Season of the Witch. I've seen these new ones. What else happened in between? I can just go, like, I don't know if I want to watch Hellraiser, but I can go here, and they'll just tell me everything that happened in Hellraiser. So it's a really good way to, like, fill out my cinema knowledge without sinking a lot of hours into movies I'm not quite sure about. I walked downstairs, and my roommates were watching the new Hellraiser, which they only Mm. gave, like, fantastic reviews. But the Mm. only bit I saw of it was I saw the cool new lady, and then I saw a chunk come out of a guy's chest, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ready for that tonight. Uh, That sounds like Hellraiser. That sounds accurate. But that reminds me, there's a podcast called uh, Too Scary Didn't Watch. uh, Yes. Which I I added to my feed because Paul F. Tompkins was on an episode, which is a great way to get me to listen to your podcast. Yep. Uh, and they essentially just watch movies and recount it so you don't have to watch them. And I'm like, that's mm. perfect for me personally. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I guess this isn't entirely Halloween related unless you count murder as Halloween related. But uh, I have started down the rabbit hole of Danganronpa. Oh. The video games, the anime, everything. Are you familiar? Have you heard of this before? I know the name. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you showed me some pictures of it, it would jog my memory, but I, I've never interacted with this thing firsthand. Gotcha. Uh, so Danganronpa, or, or Danganronpa, I'm not sure. It's it's Japanese. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'll just say that. It, uh, said, it sounded like you were doing some sort of a curse, like Danganronpa. That's what it like feels like. Ste- like you stepped on a rake or something. Ah, oh, Danganronpa. Why'd I name my son Ganronpa? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the concept is it started as a video game called Trigger Happy Havoc, uh, mm. where 16 kids are like trapped in a school where like the windows are bolted shut, the doors are bolted okay. shut. Yes. Like there's no way out. And this little like black and white bear, like split down the middle, half I've white, half him. black. Yeah. yeah. This like Monokuma bear is like, the only way out of here is you got to kill each other. Uh, so if one of you manages to kill someone and gets away with it, they mm. uh, can graduate, a, like they can leave, and the rest of you are killed. Uh, otherwise, you have to catch him, and then no one is killed except for the guy who committed the crime. He's punished. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do this as essentially like a, a storytelling format uh, in order to like learn more about these kids and like do like mystery solving. Uh-huh. And like the crux of the game is mostly visual novel meets like mystery, like, trial stuff like kind of like ace attorney like okay where most of the game that's fun is in the trial itself but yeah there's uh i watched the game grumps play the first and second one of these and i'm like well now i just i have to watch it so i watched the anime for the first season uh for the first game there's an anime that takes place after both the first and second game i watched that and then i found out that there is a game in the like far off in the line where all of the characters are just happy together on a, like an island beach resort. There's no killing, and you could just have a fun time with all these characters. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, that's my goal now. Now I have to get to that game. So right, <laughs> right now I'm playing the third game 
I haven't played the other two. I just bought the third game to play by mm. itself so I could learn the characters. And then I can think I can jump my way over to this fun, frolicky game. Um, okay. But yeah, I, I, I think you might like it. It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting the way they do these murders and and like they have a, a colorful cast of characters every time. Uh, the anime is great. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Okay. But yeah. Uh, other than that, let's uh, let's talk about something a little spookier. <laughs> the terrifying absolute haunt that is Mister Boogity. Can I tell you how I learned of Mr. Boogity? Please. So when Disney Plus was launching in November of 2019, remember back when? Mm-hmm. There were so many, it, like they, Disney put out like a Twitter feed. Like every tweet was like, here's a thing that's on Disney Plus. And it went down to everything. Every individual like Disney Channel original movie and one-off special and like, old apple dumpling gang movie that nobody but our parents remember mm-hmm. and there was a big conversation about like oh what's the first thing you're gonna watch on disney plus and everybody was sharing what they're gonna watch and my favorite podcast podcast the ride a mm-hmm. comedy podcast about theme parks uh went through this and they're like we have to pitch we they're like we have to get our audience to all watch the most obscure thing we can find and skew disney plus's numbers like <laughs> what's some what's something here we've like that looks really strange we've never heard of what's mr boogity we don't know but everybody as soon as disney plus launches you need to watch mr boogity <laughs> and i think that weekend i was over at a friend's house with like a, a group of acquaintances and one girl was like you know i've never seen any star wars i know like disney plus just want launched and we can watch all the star wars there and i said that's a cool idea but have you guys heard of mr boogity no <laughs> nobody has it's 45 minutes long do you want to watch mr boogity <laughs> like star wars can wait We'll always have Star Wars. Mr. Boogity right. has to happen now. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Did they enjoy Mr. Boogity? We had a fine time. Yeah, okay. I think Mr. Boogity <laughs> is great fun. This is yeah. now the third time I have watched it, and I enjoy it every time. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, the first time I watched it is we did, in in the, the, the spare time of 2020... Uh, mm. When we were just desperate to like you just be on a Discord with each other, I hosted uh, weekly movie nights, sometimes bi-weekly, uh, and bi-weekly, twice a weekly. Bi-weekly mm. is such an arguable phrase. Um, yeah. And one night we were just like, let's just do Disney Plus <laughs> like random roulette. So mm-hmm. I took the top 100, maybe not even top 100, I think I just took 100 movies from <laughs> Disney Plus. Uh, and I put them on a random number generator, and the one that won was Mr. Boogity. So that's what we watched. And then we watched the sequel, Bride of Boogity. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, that is uh, that is something I watched, and that is something we're presenting for you guys today. Um, <laughs> Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, Mr. Boogity. Yeah. Let's run down some facts, shall we? Yes. All right. Name of the show is Mr. Period Boogity. Uh, it came out in 1986. It actually, uh, it is pretty good after all. Like, it doesn't feel too old for its time. Like, everything, all no. the effects are pretty cool. Um, it was directed by Oz Scott, 
written by Michael Janover, uh, composed by John Addison. Mm. Uh, as for the actors, um, actually, real quick, I wanted to note, I looked up Oz Scott to see if he had done any other things. He's done like a lot of like Disney stuff. Um, mm. But it says in the first line on his Wikipedia that he is most known for Mr. Boogity, the award-winning short film. And then, I, and then I looked back at Mr. Boogity's wiki page. There is no mention of an award anywhere. <laughs> Which is wild that that's on Oscott's website a, or Wikipedia and not Mr. Boogity's. It's a ghost award. A ghost award for, for Boo's movie. But yeah, the, the actors for this movie, the most recognizable person is John Astin. John Astin mm-hmm. plays Neil Witherspoon in this, and you would know him best as the original Gomez Adams from the Black and White Adams Family series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I was uh, delighted to see that he's still doing stuff. He's doing like wow. podcasts and stuff. Like he's, he's still alive. Yeah, I I know it's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I he mean, was... I don't want to I don't want to look at the man and say, "Wow, how frail!" Surely must be dead. <laughs> But, like, if you were in the original Adams family, like, you might Oof. not still be here. I'm excited to hear that he is. You know, happy health to you, John Aston. Yeah. He was in As Told by Ginger for two episodes. Whoa. Yeah. I think the thing that you and I best know John Aston from is Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. Yeah. I, uh, I, fun thing, I only recently became a big fan of the original Black and White Adam's family, but long for for years, I've been a huge fan of the of Frighteners. I watch it every year, mm. uh, and only recently I've been like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I know that judge. That's John Aston. Yeah, he's a great job. He does a great job in everything. Mm. Um, the uh, characters in this, the dad is played by Richard Richard uh, Masser. Uh, you would know him as Clark from The Thing." Rutherford from Risky Business. He's been in a lot of uh, 80s movies. Oh, um, the thing. Yeah. The daughter in this, Jennifer, was Buffy in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Mm-hmm. It looks like the mom is still in a lot of a lot of TV shows. One of the kids who played, I think it was, who's the, who's the slightly older middle, who's the middle kid? That's Corwin, and the younger one, I think, is named Ari. Yes. So, yeah, Corwin grows up to voice Mako in Legend of Korra. Oh! Yeah. And that's what I know them from. I was like, I know this name. Yeah. Like, I've seen this face before as an adult. It was like a behind the scenes featurette on Korra. Yeah. And the, uh, oh, did I say his name was David Faustino? Um, Mm -hmm. And the uh, Widow Marion played by Catherine Kelly Lang, was on The Bold and the Beautiful uh, as Brooke Logan. But yeah, we have a pretty good cast here for Mr. Boogity. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie was only 45 minutes. It was designed to be, I think it was supposed to be a pilot, but they just kind of turned it into like a little short movie. And then it had a sequel called Bride of Frank, not Bride of Frank, Side Bride of Boogity, that oh. uh, had uh, the very wonderful Eugene Levy in it. Yeah. Yeah, remember? We, we did watch that. That was fun. I I thought this aired as like a one-off Halloween special on like the wonderful world of Disney or something. It didn't have pilot energy to me. 
This was huh. the, the the magical world of Disney. Um, okay. But yeah, I think uh, everywhere it says it says it was a pilot. But yeah, it might oh. have been something in production where they're just like, "Would you like this sh- this TV show to be a short film? Would you like this short film to be a TV show? That kind of thing." Uh, I do love the idea that the show would just be about a family running a gag store and the pilot was them getting a ghost out of their house, but the show at large, not about a ghost. Not about the ghost. They fixed the ghost problem. Don't worry about it. (laughs) It never comes back again. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Do you, I guess we'll we'll get right down into it. Yeah. Yeah. This was a one-off special. There's no opening credits. So we can start just as the special starts with the words, Mr. Bogarty. Flashing yeah. on the screen very quickly. Yeah, like uh, immediately as soon as you hit play, it says Mr. Bogarty. <laughs> very briefly. And we see a big moving van that's got all these funny faces painted on the side, driving through picturesque New England. We see it stop. Family sets up a picnic. Did and the teenage see, daughter. Did hmm? you see that the, the RV has a picture of the car from the profile of the car that it's trailing? It's trailing oh a little God. buggy behind it, and that image is on the on the side of the RV, which I thought was very cute. Wow. Yeah. So uh, the teenage daughter, Jennifer, is, like, getting something out of the car, and she sighs, and she's like, I don't know why we had to move into the middle of nowhere. And she sits down on a picnic blanket next to her dad, and her dad is just uh, like, That's not her dad. That's, that's Groucho Marx. Right? Her dad's just wearing Groucho Marx glasses, and it's not referred to. It's like a normal father-daughter conversation. Yeah. Uh, and the family has a franchise of Gag City, which is a store where you just go and buy, like, joke items. Yeah. Hence the Groucho glasses. And her two little brothers run up, and they are both wearing Groucho glasses. They're both wearing the same, like, Gag City jackets that the yeah. dad is wearing. It's They're like a little nesting doll. Like, the middle son's just a small <laughs> version of the dad, and the littlest brother's just a small version of his big brother. Yeah. Like, every time the big brother says something, the little one immediately repeats it. Yeah, he's, he's just a little family of yes-men. Yeah. <laughs> The boys run up and and they throw uh, fake plastic puke on Jennifer's food. And she's like, ah, very funny. Yeah. I can only imagine how far the jokes are in this family at this point. Like, oh, great. This again. Thanks. Uh." (laughs) (laughs) Right. They've done this to her 100 times. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Uh, But yeah, they're just like ranting like, this is going to be great. This is going to be like the perfect house. And they're so excited. Like, this is our first house. And... They smash cut to a very visibly haunted house. Uh, <laughs> it is night. It is it is like Victorian built. It is uh, creaky. And there's a little sign on the realtor thing that says not actually haunted or not really haunted. <laughs> yeah, which falls off def- the sign and glows. <laughs> really haunted. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, the house is from Devil May Care Realty Agent mm-hmm. C.B. Karloff. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the he, the dad rolls up. It's like great. This is I knew to trust that realtor, and it makes me feel like this dad bought the house as a surprise to the family without <laughs> telling anyone, because their reaction is very apparent when they're like, "This house." Uh, yeah it, what's also funny about this scene is that like he opens the door to the van and i think he lifts each family member out of the truck <laughs> one wife two boys on one daughter <laughs> all right checklist complete this is Un- family i have unpacked Here the family 
They go inside. It's like covered in cobwebs. It's dark. There's no electricity. And the dad's like, fantastic. Just as I ordered. The the da- the daughter's like, can we turn on the lights? And the mom goes like, I think I think I found a lamp. And they shine a light on it. And it's just a human skull with a wire coming out of it. And they <laughs> and they scream. <laughs> yeah. And then out of the shadows, backlit by the moonlight coming in through the window, we see a mysterious figure in a top hat and a cloak. He walks out of the darkness and he says he is uh, he is Neil Witherspoon. He is from the Lucifer Falls Chamber of Commerce. Yes. And he's here to welcome the family and tell them to beware. And warns them to get out before it's too late. <laughs> right. Welcome to town. Please leave this house, though. This yeah. house? This house is haunted. Yeah, I thought for a second this guy was going to be the realtor. He's just from the town. He's just here to like <laughs> welcome them. Yeah. Like, hey, I knew you were going to be moving in tonight, and I got let myself in to spook you. I hope that's mm. okay. Welcome to town. The dad shakes his hand, and then he pulls his hand away because there was a joy buzzer, and the dad laughs, and he's like, these things are a big seller. I sell them by the carton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, carton could mean box. So I guess he's like, I sell them by the box. Do they What's... do they expire? I don't. I've never <laughs> encountered a joy buzzer in real life. I don't know how long they're good for. I don't know if they take like watch batteries. I don't know if there's modern green like rechargeable joy buzzers for the <laughs> eco conscious clown. Oh Mel, all things expire. <laughs> oh no uh but yeah he pretty much like introduces himself he's like welcome uh and then he's like let me get the lights and then he pauses and he looks at jennifer and he's like i have a son your age he's unusual and we don't come <laughs> back to that no and what he says is he's unusual he's yeah go- he's, he's giving <laughs> d- d- Love John Aston. Happy he's still alive. This is an odd performance. Like, it's got, like, cold medicine energy to it, kind of. Mm-hmm. But I like it. It works that he's sort of very slow and very strange. Like, he's not the usual, like, threatening warning figure you would get in a story like this. Yeah. He's just weird. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he goes to turn on the lights and he picks up that same skull and he just kind of, like, puts his palm on like the cranium and just rotates his hand and the lights come on visibly not touching the skull in any way to trigger it (laughs) he he tells the family i want you to keep an eye out for the boogity man boogity 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 boo and then he leaves and the dad says all right thanks a lot neil never change (laughs) what a nice man and I think we cut to uh, the kids kind of like exploring the house. We mm-hmm. see, God, what's the middle kid's name again? It's like starts with a Cor- C. Corwin. Corwin. It's a. It's Corwin is the middle kid. Ari is is the littlest kid, and then Jennifer. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm gonna have to remember his name two more times through this episode. Okay. But Corwin and Ari are like downstairs, just like exploring the basement because they hear a noise. Uh, and there's like a little tiny like rocking chair down there and Ari has a little fuzzy teddy bear that he puts in there like look it's his perfect size he fits great Mm -hmm. and Corwin's like yeah that's great and they're about to like investigate the source of the noise when suddenly uh, they hear their dad's voice like what are you doing 
Did you find ghosts? Did you find any? And he is like weirdly lit. He's lit from the like, yes! like from the waist down. And you can yeah. s- you can see the top of him in like shadow, but it's and he speaks kind of slowly, like, it's time for time for bed boys. And yeah. and Ari turns around and it's like, oh my teddy bear's missing. It's it, the chair is empty. And he's like he spells out Ari's full name, like, get to bed. And it's I thought it was going to end in a joke, and it doesn't. It's just very oddly stern. Yeah, yeah. Like, the dad is, like, halfway down the stairs, so, like, the light from the basement doesn't, like, reach his face. And, yeah, he's not as jovial as he was in the previous scene. It's strange. It feels like a mo- a scene taken out of another different horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be implied that, like, the dad is behind whatever is going to happen. Because mm. because he's very insistent that he stays in this house, yeah. Uh, and then there's this weird scene, so it's it it adds up weirdly. Um, uh, we cut to the daughter. Yes, she goes exploring upstairs. Did you hear? Complaint. Did you hear huh? her line? Uh, yeah, she's like, "What a place to live." I bet nobody here ever heard of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> what a way to judge a place to live. And I think it's interesting that the. They picked, like, a very stable rock star. Like, they didn't pick, like, some teeny bopper. She wasn't like, I bet nobody in this town knows who Corey Hart is. Like, no, Bruce Springsteen, widely popular with all ages. He's proven to be successful for decades. I'm sure there was an era where Bruce Springsteen was a teen heartthrob, right? Maybe. Or did he start his career in his 30s or something? I don't know. Just in an episode like this is where you would expect there to be a very topical, very teen reference. And instead they picked the most timeless rock star name. (laughs) And when she goes upstairs, there is a shot of the hallway that is very Shining-esque. Nothing in the hallway is Shining-esque, but the way it's framed, I see it in there. You mean the Shining and not that the walls are glossy. Right. Uh, You may know it as the Shining. The shining, thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, she hears uh sneezing. She hears someone sneezing, and it's like, Corwin, is that you? Ari? And she like goes up to this door and like the, the outline is made in light. Yeah. And she like I think she slowly opens the door and it's just an empty room. Mm. Uh we cut to breakfast the next day. Yes. Family sitting around eating breakfast. Jennifer goes to sit down and Ari is there wearing these glasses that have like lenticular eyes printed on them, like sort these, of kooky looking old man eyes. These and Steve Buscemi glasses. <laughs> exactly. They're lenticular. So when he moves his head, it like looks like the eyes are blinking and you like can't see his own eyes behind these. And it's just this like very expressive little kid and as soon as his big sister sits down he like throws a rubber egg on her plate and yells eat the eggs <laughs> also and this, no, go ahead. when you when you click on this yeah title in disney plus this is the splash page that you see yeah the little icon <laughs> itself is mr boogity but if you click on mr boogity then it's this kid in these lenticular spooky eye classes steve buscemi jr yeah <laughs> yeah, this, the family's kind of slowly settling in. The mm-hmm. the dad and the kids are joking as usual, and the mom is jo- joking. 
And like we cut to like I guess a few nights later and Jennifer is like still hearing sneezing. Uh and then we get the sound of the door again and there's like a different like green light behind outlining the door. And she approaches it and she opens it and we don't see what she sees, but the green light envelops her, it extinguishes the candle and she faints. Mhm. And then she wakes up and like she's on the ground and her family's all around her like we found you like this. What happened? And then her mom makes this weird joke that's kind of like out of out of tune with her, with the character, mm-hmm. where she's like, you were clicking your heels and you were saying, I, I whatever they say in The Wizard of Oz, like, I, I want to be home. Or, uh, yeah. Take yeah, I home. don't know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> like, she, no, she wasn't doing that. Is that just like, I understand this parallels Wizard of Oz in that a young girl wakes up with her family around her, but like... Auntie M doesn't see Dorothy clicking her heels. That happens in Oz. Like yeah. the people in Kansas don't know that she did that. It's it's a weird joke by the mom. And uh Jennifer's really freaked out. She says, I saw him. I saw the boogity man. His face was all yucky, like a gross sandwich or something. Like a grilled cheese. <laughs> And they go into this empty room and there's these slimy green footprints going up the wall. But the dad just peels them off like they're a window cling. Yeah. And he's like, aren't these funny? I could sell these in the store. And this is never explained why the slimy footprints just peel right off the wall. No. Yeah. This There's a lot that just doesn't go explained, but like. Not in like a way that's not relevant to the point. That it's just like, why did you mm. do that? And not, not bring it back. <laughs> Although I do love the idea of there being a character in a horror story who has some awareness of like props and yeah. like <laughs> sees a horror thing around them and is like, wow, the manufacturing, the craftsmanship. Yeah, I, I do like that character. I think about this character a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and I... the boys are teasing her like, oh, Jen saw the boogity man. Boogity's man's going to get you, Jen. And then the mom's like, boys, cut it out. And then Corwin turns and says to her very seriously, we're just trying to help. <laughs> like, no, you're not. You are not, boys. Yeah, just just boys being, being brothers. <laughs> and we cut to them. I thought we were going to cut to a montage, but we just cut mm. to like the boys just like hanging out around the house and they walk in the kitchen and the toaster floats a little bit and they're yes, and, and, and they're testing it they're testing it like like gag entrepreneurs where they're like no wires right like, cuz earlier earlier at breakfast dad's like don't worry everybody the house isn't haunted and the mom goes to the toaster and the toaster jumps like in ghostbusters 2 yeah. and she yelps and then the dad is a wire going from the toaster to his hand and he's like gag city so the boys see the toaster and they're like oh dad's got it in on wire again oh no no wires but dad's not in the room and they pick it up and the toaster glows hot and he drops it and then everything goes haywire the the, the cupboard starts opening and closing there's like a weird laughing the sink starts running Uh, Mm -hmm. and suddenly the boys are sold on there being a ghost yeah (laughs) so then the kids all go into town. They go into downtown Lucifer Falls. They find the Historical Society. <laughs> and they find Neil Witherspoon there sleeping at his desk. And they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what am I doing here? 
right, I work here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just flat out say, we want to know how come our house is haunted. <laughs> tell us. Tell us. And, and boy, does he tell them. He yeah. pulls out a pop-up book about this specific haunting. I can only imagine that this guy's job is so dull that he finds the most flavorable horror, flavorful, the most flavorful <laughs> history stories from this hometown and makes specific pop-up books for them. Mm-hmm. Pop-up is, so, is his, his passion, I guess. <laughs> so we have the pop-up book, but also when he tells the story, we cut to what looks like a community theater production. <laughs> yeah. With like very obviously like painted fake trees and everything. And it's covered with fog. So this is a story of some pilgrims who came to live here 300 years ago with their painted on trees and their fog machine. <laughs> and he's like, this community loved to have fun. There's a mime, a pilgrim mime there juggling. And all the pilgrims around him are like, ha ha ha, what a show. Uh, but there's one guy named William Hanover and he hates it. He does not laugh at the pilgrim mime. William Hanover, not to be confused with the writer of this movie, Michael Janover. <laughs> I wonder how he came up with that name. And all the kids in the old pilgrim town in, in old 300 years ago, Lucifer Falls, call this man Mr. Boogity because the only things he likes is scaring children. Like we see kids like playing ring around the rosy and then he jumps out from behind a tree and yells, Boogity! And all the kids run and scream away. <laughs> Remember back in the day, when they added F to the end of words, that's what they <laughs> that's what they had to do to boogity. It it wasn't always boo. It started out as boogity. Right. And the new version got, is boo. Right. It had to get shortened. Boo is slang for boogity. <laughs> and William Hanover, uh, he wants to marry this woman named Widow Marion, whose husband has died, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, and she lives with her son Jonathan. And she has a bit more sympathy for William Hanover. She's telling her fellow pilgrimettes, Oh, sisters, he isn't so bad. He trieth. I am sure that he trieth. <laughs> and he asks her to marry him, and she's like, Oh, no, thank you. No, none for me, thanks. <laughs> not, right. She's like, I, I don't like you like that. I just respect you as a neighbor. I do not want to marry you, sir. Yeah. And so what uh, William Hanover does is that he goes to a store labeled <laughs> Hot Clothes. And inside, <laughs> there is a very shiny devil who I call in my notes, the Satin Satan. Oh, I called him the literal Christian devil. <laughs> he looks like he is from like a scared straight play somewhere. Like he looks, he's like the classic devil yeah. like red bodysuit cape little horns little mustache little pitchfork straight up devil yeah but satin not satin. matte shiny <laughs> and so he goes to hot clothes and he, uh, he gets some hot clothes <laughs> right you'd think this is where he's going to get a makeover no what he gets is a magic cloak and the cloak makes him invisible but also has other vague magical properties where he's like, this will help me win Marion? Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, kid chicks love magical cloaks. <laughs> it's not clear what's going to happen. Um, Little Jonathan, Widow Marion's son, has a cold and he's walking to the doctor. And then Boogity kidnaps him. And he yeah. tells Marion, 
she's never going to see her son again unless she marries him that night. Like, <laughs> yeah. immediately. I thought that was going to come into play. Doesn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> and... Boogity uses his cloak to cast a spell, and the spell blows up his house and makes everyone a ghost. I think he tried to do a, a spell to like lock Jonathan to the house or something, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know how to do spells," and the house blew up. And yeah, all the ghosts he they all became ghosts, and Marion's there, and they're all just tethered around the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they he says they haunt every house built on that land. So I don't think this house is 300 years old. No, it feels like it. Uh, and, and Jonathan still has his cold. And they're like, well, what are we going to do, John Aston? And mm-hmm. he's like, what are you going to do? Move. I told you as soon as you got to town. <laughs> There's only one solution. I think it's so funny that he is so aware of this ghost story. He's he's made a pop-up book about it. He'll tell anybody, but he never thinks, should I do something about this? Like, he just keeps telling people. He doesn't look at, is there any way to exercise a house? Can we look at getting rid of the ghost? No. No. And Lucifer falls. He's content with the problem. Yeah. the The kids all come home, and the dad is like, trying to get laughs out of them the whole time. Like, they come in, the house is dark, and he creeps up behind them with, like, a gorilla mask and a cape, and he goes to, like, scream and yell at them, and they just turn around and look at him like, hey, Dad, that was a pretty good <laughs> That was a good joke. You almost got us. <laughs> the, the parents are busy unpacking, but they're not unpacking the family's possessions. They're no. unpacking inventory for the gag store. Yeah, we never see the gag store in this movie. I think we yeah. see it in the next movie. Yeah, but... I think there's like a town festival and like they like they have a haunted house set up like at their storefront. But here we believe them to have a storefront, but they're just unpacking like chattering teeth in their living room. When <laughs> we saw those cupboards flapping open earlier, there's nothing in the cupboards like they don't no. have plates. <laughs> Who needs plate just... when you can eat off these teeth? Right, we have a rubber chicken. This is all a family needs. <laughs> well, they did have plates. They had the same plates they've been using for rubber eggs. <laughs> they have gag plates, and that's it. But yeah, they keep trying to like make him laugh, and they like look at this. Look at this mummy dummy. He's oh, I lost my it's, mummy. It's so funny. Like the the kids are trying to tell their parents. Like we think this house is really haunted. The historical society said so, and they're like. Dad, Mom, we went into town. We went to the Historical Society. And Dad immediately cuts them off like, hey, look at this. And pulls out a mummy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can let your kids finish the sentence. Like, Dad, we have to talk to you. <laughs> also, he he asked Jennifer to, like, help him vacuum up packing peanuts or something. And it's one of those big shop vacs. And she goes to turn it on. And, like, the lid opens up. And, like, a jack-in-the-box comes out. And it's, like, the little cartoon face that's on the side of the Gag City truck. Yeah. And the mom says so proudly, Dad had that made special before we moved. <laughs> I, Isn't that I great? Do like, I do like that this is the dad's venture. But the mom is agreeable to it. Like, Jennifer is the only person in this family who does not like their gag lifestyle. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, she's a teenager. She's she's rebelling against gags. Uh, right. But yeah, like, at the beginning of this, I thought the mom was going to be, like, the antithesis 
to her husband yeah. where she's like oh okay all right uh but yeah she like gets into it in this scene like she has like a very unique laugh and she like eggs the dad on and like yeah he the dad's like still cutting them off and grabs the like hose to the vacuum cleaner is like check this out and it starts shooting little plastic balls at his kids yeah like one every 10 seconds like very, <laughs> very slowly slow. and every time it hits the kids their expressions do not change and they're just looking at their dad very like sore and like judgy like okay <laughs> yeah and like then this bit gets interrupted by ghost noises and the dad's like what's that and the kids are like it's a ghost we've been trying to tell you dad like now the house full on haunted like the piano comes to life it plays itself the mummy dummy gets up and it like dances around yeah and mom's like well that's it it's time to call a realtor <laughs> but but still the dad refuses to move he's like no this is our dream house he's like tell you what if we're all so spooked let's all like have a camp out in the living room together tonight like, that way we'll all be together for, for safety I, if you think that's what we need. I read this as him saying, let's, let's, we have sleeping bags, let's camp out. And I mm. think the kids were expecting them to, like, go to, like, a campsite and camp out. And then we just cut to them still in the house. Like, the dad, <laughs> like, the dad is that insistent, like, why go anywhere? We have a campfire right here. It's fine. Right. Yeah. He's like, we have a fireplace. We have sleeping bags. That's what you need. That's all you have uh, for he, camping. He tells the kids a spooky story, which they don't appreciate. And he's like, that's what you do in front of a fire. <laughs> I don't know what to do in front of a fire. I have only one bit. And then later when they're asleep, the dad just in his sleep laughs and says, oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> and the mom, the mom, the mom wakes up and she goes to the kitchen and she puts <laughs> sandwich stuff on a plate. Like, she's got, like, a demi baguette and, like, some lunch meat and a pile of Kraft singles and a hunk of lettuce and a full tomato. But she doesn't make a sandwich. She just sits there eating individual components. Yeah, she just she... bites into the bread and unwraps a Kraft single. <laughs> she, she's having, like, a Skyrim diet. <laughs> and she, she hears something tap, tap, tapping on the window. And she says, hello, is someone tap, tap, tapping on my window? Two beats tap 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 and mm. she gets up and goes to the door and she opens it and there's just a nice like scarlet specter there of, yeah. the, of the widow marion kind of floating off in the middle distance and i think she says like she waits a beat and she's like are you a ghost and, the, and there's a beat yes <laughs> and she says oh dear you're you're the widow marion my kids were telling about you you have to come in and the ghost starts sobbing uh, and she, oh because she says like oh dear can you come in for coffee and she sobs and she's like oh is it coffee ghost can't have coffee what did i do <laughs> i'm definitely using this at the end of the episode um <laughs> i i agree i was thinking about what audio clip we're gonna pull and so many bits in this movie like you need the visual this is the one that i think is dialogue only. <laughs> this is a very good dialogue bit because she's just, the way the mom is just reacting this whole time it's like oh come in though why don't you come in <laughs> and Marion's like i can't until mr boogity is destroyed i can't come in mm -hmm. uh, and, and the mom's like and she says like mr boogity preventeth me from coming inside and the mom's like he prevents you how dare he 
I think we cut to like the kids, like all like with the lights on, like talking about this is mm. what we got to do. Marion said, I got to find the cloak and destroy it. Yeah. And that'll let her come into the house. Uh, and <laughs> we cut to the family, like all in one unit, all holding various gag items as like, uh, like the dad has a big fly swatter. The like the girl has a little like uh like a spray bottle of like hairspray. Like the mm. kids all have toys. And the I, cre- I do want to I do want to say I it's not apparent what the spray bottle is. It could no. be hairspray. Could be easy cheese. Could be furniture <laughs> polish. We don't know. Jennifer could just be. has a she says a spray bottle of something. Could and that's her be ghost weapon. Anything. Yeah, and that's the most dangerous thing when you're coming up against an aggressor, is this could be mm. anything, back off. Right. <laughs> uh, but I like this, the movie, the family's all moving up the stairs as a unit, and the mom yeah. says, "What's what if he blows us up? And they all look at the dad, and then everyone but the dad starts going back down the stairs. Uh, and they're like, no, 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 come on. And Ari kind of splits off, because Ari's hearing something coming from the basement. Uh but yeah, the dad, the wife, and Jennifer all attempt to go on the offensive, and mm. the dad's like, I'm I'm just going to go find Boogity, and I'm going to talk to him. We can figure this out. Yeah. And this time, they go into, <laughs> into the, loom, the room with the green light, and it's all very suspenseful, and they get up to the door, and they open it, and it's a room with a green light bulb, and they're like, he tricked us. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that the ghost either acquired a green light bulb or just made this light bulb green. <laughs> using ghost fluids i guess i do like that the ghosts of signature colors like mr boogity is green widow marion is pink uh and we're about to meet little jonathan little jonathan he's blue he's blue and electric yeah i'd like the ghosts have like a static electricity around them i do dig these ghost effects yeah the ghosts are kind of like they have an element assigned to them when they die like Mr. Boogity is like slimy and green, like like uh, <laughs> blue and electric Jonathan, and Widow is like red and like kind of warm. All the elements that you can bend: electricity, <laughs> slime, crying, crying, <laughs> sheer passion. <laughs> uh, oh no, that's love. Yeah, love. <laughs> one of the key elements you know that's what captain planet taught us yeah that's why that's why uh in avatar last airbender that's why they couldn't defeat uh Susan's comet they needed love <laughs> uh yeah so ari is downstairs and corwin kind of follows him and we hear ari like fighting like give me that give me that toy and you hear mm-hmm. another boy's voice like no no it's mine and we come around the corner and Ari is fighting this like blue outline child and yeah. like wrestling him to the ground. Like that's my fuzzy teddy bear back off. Uh, I, he does always specify that it's a fuzzy teddy bear. Yes. As if to like differentiate from the smooth satin teddy bears other kids might have. This is not my chrome glossy teddy bear <laughs> that stays in its case. But yeah. The boys like all just like chill out and Ari is like, if you want my teddy bear, it's fine. You're probably all alone. Uh, and then he's we like, just—he's like, but not for keeps. You can hold them, but you have to give them back. Yeah, like kid rules when they share toys. Yeah. Uh, 
and we cut to all the boys just having a little sit down chat on like sitting on top of the watching machine. <laughs> and I think it's just Jonathan like talking about like the previous tenants of the house, like and yeah. then they left and like no one wants to be my friend. And the boys are like, We'll be your friend, Jonathan. And then Jonathan like hears something and he's like, It's Boogity, he's coming, you gotta get him. Uh he speaks very like very much like a toddler with like broken yeah. broken words and i couldn't yeah. tell if that was acting or if that's the actor uh it's it is effective all, all these effective. kids are sweet you only know this family for like 45 minutes but you it's, do grow fond of them it's a pretty good family honestly they yeah. like these actors seem like they all like like each other and are a family mm-hmm. better than I some so. better than some decoms i've seen mm. but yeah the now all the family is about to run into each other and they keep running into each other and saying like it's him and the dad goes who as if it could be anyone but the antagonist of the house (laughs) santa dad (laughs) it's him it's behind me who's behind you (laughs) and they all like rejoin and finally we see a couple green splashes of circles of light appear And then we see Boogity, 40 minutes into a 45-minute movie named after himself, he appears. Yeah. And Still he's... shouting, Boogity, Boogity, Boogity. And he's got this like like very satin cloak and like pilgrim clothes. Mm. He's got like he's got like a bob of hair. It's kind of weird, but it's yeah. all it's all hidden in the cloak, and he's got this weird grotesque yeah. mask going on. Mm. Um, and <laughs> the dad says come on man don't you think this haunting business has gone far enough and then he <laughs> and then he just starts firing boogities left and right <laughs> yeah he tries to like shoot him with the ping pong balls uh, uh like uh okay so the boys hatch a plan where Ari's gonna go blow sneezing powder or something in boogie's face because the ghost yeah. can still sneeze oh uh, yeah we well, corwin's going to like whap him with a fireplace shovel or something but then Boogity catches him and he turns around and he makes the shovel like inflate like a balloon. Yeah. And so Corwin's like floating up to the ceiling and he can't let go. Like his hands are stuck on this thing. He's just floating in the air. And then dad's like, I'll get a ladder. Yeah. But then as he's as he's climbing up the ladder, Boogity like freezes him and he just keeps taking the same one step up and down, up and down, over and over again, like a video game character who's stuck. <laughs> I thought it was kind of feeling like you're going to be climbing that for as long as you think you need to. Like, huh! like from his perspective, he's not at the top yet and he's still climbing, but we mm. very clearly can't see his feet. So he, yeah. he could be climbing the same step over and over. Uh, but yeah, Boogity like turns around and like makes a, makes a blowing face. And like, yeah, I don't know how that would translate to audio, so I didn't want to try it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the mom and the daughter are getting like swept away, and yeah, uh, Ari tries pelting Boogity with balls from this uh, vacuum cleaner, mm-hmm. and then Boogity sends all the balls back down the chute of the vacuum cleaner, and it turns around slowly to face Ari. Like, he's trying to hold it back, but it, it turns to face the camera. <laughs> and then I think it starts to shoot him with balls. Uh, yeah. And then it starts to chase him around as a vacuum cleaner to suck him up. This is fun. And yeah, you know this what's is just a fun done scene. with, like, wires? 
but just seeing like a vacuum cleaner hose like rear like it's a cobra or something (laughs) is a fun visual. Ari tries and hides behind a gauze curtain panel to get away from this thing. (laughs) As you do. Yeah, it sucks it up, and then he's. we see this big wide shot of all this chaos going on, and Ari turns like run behind Boogity, and the vacuum cleaner chases up to him, and it catches his cloak, and it starts yeah. sucking on his cloak. And Boogity's like, no, no, you vicious monster, you. Like, man, you did that. Just turn it off. <laughs> but no, it sucks his cloak right out of him sucks it into the vacuum cleaner and he's just standing there in his like black pilgrim clothes and his weird bob and and he just kind of like no and disappears (laughs) yeah he just zaps out of space and then like everything haunting the house stops like the the piano isn't playing itself like the mummy's just a prop it's not dancing around anymore and Corwin's able to, like, float back down from the air just as the dad, like, is able to unstick himself and he keeps climbing up the ladder. And as they, like, pass each other's eye line, Corwin's like, where are you going, dad? <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up there, dad? Come on down. And, uh, yeah, everything kind of slows down and they go and the vacuum cleaner opens up and it's got the jack of the box pops up with the cloak in its hands, kind yeah. of, or, like, on the bed, bed of it. Yeah, and, and they're like, we did it. And then I think Corwin kind of like grabs the cloak and it flies out of his hands and it disappears. It vanishes the mm. same way Bookity does. And then uh, everything's better. Like we see the lights of like Marion and Jonathan come together as an outline and their their ghosts come into view and they have white outlines now. They're not elemental anymore. <laughs> And Ari gets, like, a ghost hug from Marion, like, thank you, dear boy, for saving my son. And then Jonathan sneezes, and the dad hands him a handkerchief, like, there you go, kid. Aww. And they they float off. They're at peace now. And uh, inside the vacuum cleaner is that one little piece of, of boogity cloak, and Corwin just, like, throws it in the air, shouts boogity boogity boo, and then it, like, vanishes. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. All the magic supposedly is gone. And the dad's like, what did I tell you? There's no such thing as ghosts. But then, as he's leaving the room, the little cartoon gag city mascot on the jack-in-the-box winks at dad. Yeah. You hear, yeah, you hear the voice of Boogity say, you want to bet? And, <laughs> and the dad, like, rolls it off like, oh, uh, just kidding. One of my jokes. Ha-ha. And he, like, yeah, we just get a shot of him looking over his shoulder as that, as that clown winks. Mm. And then we fade to black, and there's like 30 seconds of credits. It's uh, it's pretty <laughs> cut and dry. Yeah, that's Mr. Boogity, and I I think it's a lot of fun. Like I said, I I forced those friends to watch it instead of showing <laughs> somebody Star Wars for the first time. We watched it in our movie Discord, and I watched it again this week, and I I really do enjoy it every time. It's 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 fun. Throw it on at a party. Throw it on for a youngin yeah. or an oldin. Yeah, or a middlein. Anyone. But, but not a tweenin. Keep them away. Yeah, I don't know if a tween would like this. <laughs> but yeah, this is like a nice, simple movie. It's only 45 minutes. There mm. is a sequel with Eugene Levy for Bride of uh, Bride of Boogity, which I don't remember the plot of. Yeah, um, I also don't remember it super well, but I, I like, think it was also fine. Because like, did he have a suitor besides Marion? I don't know. I don't know what it was, but... 
Uh, yeah, that's Bride of Boogity. I think I would recommend it. It's on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, yeah, this is our, our Halloween episode, so happy Halloween, everyone. This is our two-year anniversary. Thank you to everyone who has been listening to us for these past two years. Uh, it's been wonderful. We hit, like, 2,000 downloads this year. Wow. It's, it's great, uh, and we love seeing, like, feedback from the show. We have a Discord now. It's a little inactive, mm-hmm. but I mean, if we grow it up, it should be fun to fun to fun space to be in. If you want to help grow the show, tell people about it. Uh, give us a five star rating review and send us a screenshot, and we'll read it on the show. We've only done that once, so there's there's plenty of room for that. I think we've yeah. maybe done it twice, but yeah, send us a screenshot because I can't log into iTunes. I don't want to, uh, and yeah. There's a tune into our backlog. Thank you guys for listening. Um, next week, we are going to have a guest. It's going to have another return guest. We're going to have Christina back. Christina was first on the show for the Wacky World of McDonald's. Uh, and this time, we'll be back with another 80s classic. We're going to be watching Space Sentinels or Young Sentinels, depending on what <laughs> part of the show you started watching it in. <laughs> right i think it's from the late 70s and halfway through oh, yeah. star wars came out and they're like put space in the name space <laughs> yeah. is hot right now space is hot yeah get ready for that next week in the meantime yeah stay tuned if you want to check us out on twitter uh we're at saturday mo pod if you find me on twitter i'm at jams wilk we're also on instagram i, I started an instagram oh. i started an instagram for us uh, so we're at Sardiamo Pod on there as well. But yeah, Mel, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. Listen to my other podcasts on the Whatnots Network of Podcasts. I'm on the review show every week. That is a book club style media discussion show. We spend at every October talking about spooky things. Could be anything. Movies, TV shows. Uh, anime, manga, comic books, anything we can cover in a week. October, all spooky, every episode. And The Captain's Log is our weekly off-topic nonsense chat show. And we have a Halloween tradition on there where every year we look back on the anecdotes we've told each other and then we retell them as campfire tales (laughs) with, like, Twilight Zone twists on them. Yeah. It's great. Check that out. It's a wild one every year. So yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and don't forget to relax, kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. Something about coffee, dear. Something that's painful for ghosts about coffee. I cannot enter your home. Well, yes, you can. You certainly can if I invite you. Mr. Boogity prevented me. He prevented you? How dare it, then?